I'm Ed Pierce. I don't know a thing about sports, but my two co-hosts love them, and every week they try to convince me to care about sports just a little bit. From Epic Deer Studios, this is Two on One. And here are my sports-loving co-hosts. Uh, first up, Kathleen Quinn. Hello, Kathleen. Ed, how you doing? Fantastic. I'm great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and also, uh, my other co-host, Vinny Conway. How are you, Vinny? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, oh sure. I'm doing doing right. well. Thank you. I see. So, I see uh, as you guys be. know... Um, uh, you know, what do I know about sports? And you tried to convince me uh, to like it by telling me some interesting uh, something a little bit, and then I award points, and then there's a winner, <laughs> and then we all walk away happy. <laughs> we know the drill. It's the people out there who who are listening for the first time who don't know the drill. So. Right, right. Yeah. All of our first-time <laughs> listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening, first-time listeners. Word to the mother. <laughs> so so this week, let's start with... Ka- oh, by the way, it's July 2nd, 2013, you know, just for the archives. Goodness, it is. The, uh, get, yeah, the Library of back. Congress likes it when we date things like that. The who does? Library of Congress. <laughs> like we're going to end up there. <laughs> And Kathleen, awesome day coming up too. So. <laughs> That's right, Kathleen. What do you got for me? Convince me to care about sports. Okay, so Ed, I think I'm going to talk about changes today. Changes, big, big changes that are happening across uh, across sports. Hmm. Is that not enough for you? Okay, let me. Uh, it could be. I don't allow know. me to proceed. Uh, please. So this. Um, uh, just a few days ago, the National Hockey League had its um, had its annual draft, and right away the world champion Chicago Blackhawks jettisoned two players who helped them win the Stanley Cup uh, to hmm. sign another um, to sign one of the players who they feel like has great potential to a. Four-year, sixteen million dollar deal. Not bad dollars for uh, not bad dollars for for hockey. Hmm. But the NHL is not alone. the uh, The NBA is going through. Uh, it's a season of changes as well because this is the free agency period. A lot of teams like um, Atlanta, um, Dallas, uh, the Lakers are all in pursuit of Dwight Howard who is a premier center in the league. The last team he played for is the L.A. Lakers. Um, but it was, a, uh, it was a trade that brought him to the Lakers from the only team he had ever played for since he came into the league as an 18-year-old, um, which was the Orlando Magic. So basically, he didn't want to re-sign with Orlando, so the Magic realized, okay, if we let the season just play out and we don't trade him, we're not going to get anything for him. Hmm. So they traded him to Los Angeles um, in order to get some players or draft picks. So they at least had something to show for Dwight Howard having, having been there at one time. So there's a big push. Did right he not, now. why didn't he want to stay with Orlando? Oh, 
Oh, golly, how much time do you have? Uh, um, he wanted minutes. to stay. He didn't want to stay. He wanted to stay. Then he didn't want to stay. Uh, it, it was literally a saga that played out over the course of um, a couple of years. And at one point, uh, there were people who alleged that he was unhappy with uh, the coach. And then, uh, you know, again, allegedly, he said it wasn't true and then maybe alleged that it was true. And then Stan Van Gundy, who was the coach, um, ended up getting fired. Hmm. Uh, and what was his name? What was the coach's name? Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. SVG. Uh, so, um, uh, and then after he was fired, I think Dwight Howard, again, allegedly said that, um, uh, no, he didn't want that to happen. I mean, it, it was, it was just literally, it was oh, a daily yeah. drama. See, he felt bad, didn't he? Yeah. He, he caused the coach to get fired and then he's like, oh, I didn't mean that. Oh. <laughs> Rutro. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> he goes to the Lakers and uh, uh, is playing on the same team as Kobe Bryant. They don't necessarily get along so well. Kobe supposedly doesn't like Dwight's uh, work ethic. Dwight supposedly doesn't like that he's not the man because Kobe's still the man. And he apparently doesn't like uh, Mike D'Antoni's, the coach, um, uh, doesn't like the, the, the system that he plays in. So... Here we are. It's July. It's the courting period. I would say it's also kind of the chaos period because you don't know what's going to happen across the league, right? You don't know who's going to be on whose team because as recently as last week, a different team, I don't know if you've heard of them, the Boston Celtics (laughs) took the rather unprecedented uh, step of agreeing to trade, not a player, but their coach, Doc Rivers, to the Clippers. Hmm. The Los Angeles Clippers got a new coach, and they did it by way of a trade. Because apparently Doc thought, well, hey, maybe, maybe this is time for a change. The players uh, may be tired of, of, of hearing sort of the same stuff from me. And I don't know if it's going to continue to be effective. Other people say he didn't want to go through a rebuilding year. Regardless... Well, hold on a second. Doc Rivers is out. Is now. Wait the a second. Head... Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. wait a second. So, no. so uh, NBA teams have a salary cap. Is that right? Yes. And so, are the coaches' salaries part of that? I don't think so. So, why couldn't the Clippers just buy Doc Rivers instead of? Uh, well, they they did. But but, but why why do it as a draft trade instead of? Why not just make him one offer he couldn't refuse? I guess is what I'm saying. Because it a contract. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. All right. Yeah. Totally on same, it now. Same. Basically, it, you know, Doc Rivers had a um, three-year, twenty-one million dollar coaching contract, and so Phew. the Clippers took that on. Now there was there was a lot of back and forth with the league about whether there were there were players that go- were going to be part of this deal and. You know, talks were talks were ongoing. Then talks fell apart because of who the Celtics wanted, because the Clippers didn't want to give up those players. So, back and forth, back and forth. And here we are now. The Clippers have Doc Rivers as a coach, 
And now Boston is essentially, they're, they're kind of gutting their team. They traded before the, uh, the draft, um, uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, their top, two of their top three players. And now there's word that Rajan uh, Rondo, who is the top player on the Celtics, may be the next out the door. Again, hmm. the theme being changes. You don't know what's going to happen. And I just opened up a, um, a sports site that I follow, and there's been a three-team deal between um, the Clippers, um, Milwaukee, and who's the third team? The Suns. So there's been just like, like it, it's literally, I, I am going to need a scorecard to know who's, who's playing for what team. Hmm. It's happening in football too. What? People didn't know if Victor <laughs> Cruz was going to re-sign with the Giants. It looks like he's going to, but no one's entirely. Uh, it's not completely locked down right now. And lest you think I forgot baseball, <laughs> the Major League Baseball trading deadline is coming up this month, which means we're getting, we're nearly to the point of halfway, the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season. The All-Star break is the halfway point, right? Mm. So, mm. Well, the team's already played 81 games, so technically we're already there. Oh, boy. We're at the halfway point. So I don't know why. I don't, I don't know who fed me that information. So we're at the halfway point, right? And teams are assessing what's you know what what they're going to do what they need especially if they're going to make a stretch run what they call the stretch run meaning down the stretch is when you run to first base as fast as you can right and you stretch your legs when you get there no. <laughs> mm-hmm. but when you when you're in the stretch run that means in august and september as you're trying to get into uh the playoffs you want to have players on your roster who can help you help put you over the top so teams right now are looking to see who can help them do that. The Cubs are not one of those teams. They, <laughs> they basically just made some trades today. They picked up some, um, some pitchers from the minor leagues. Hopefully they groomed them. You know, they, they've essentially waved the white flag, right, for the year. Hmm. Um, they're not in contention. They're not going to be in contention. Wait, aren't we, if I remember right, if I remember right, wasn't, uh, as far as the Cubs go, wasn't year one a couple of years ago? Aren't we in year yes, three or something? We are year in four? year three. Okay. Yes. It's working out for them. Yeah, it's really, it's been pretty, it's been pretty ugly. And, you know, who knows if the Cubs are still going to be playing at Wrigley in a few years, that the, the discussion about whether uh, there's going to be agreement between um, uh, the team and uh, the city uh, to keep the Cubs at Wrigley and the rooftop owners, etc. I got to tell you, I was I was visiting with some I was visiting with some friends who are out of towners. Okay, admittedly they're out of towners, but they are big Cubs fans. Yes, um, but they live you know close enough that they come to a Cubs game, you know, a Cubs game or two yeah. every every season, and they are so disgusted. Even they were saying they don't care if the Cubs leave Wrigley. They're like, fine, let them go to the suburbs. We don't care. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow. There's, you, know, you know what? I, I kind of understand it on both sides. And I, um, um, I'd love to talk about that as a separate sort of uh, topic. 
Well, may- maybe next week. Maybe next week. But here's the thing. Right now, the major professional sports, NHL, MLB, uh, NHL, and um, what did I just miss, fellas? NBA. NBA. <laughs> but Sorry. football, basketball, hockey, and baseball. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ed, you are learning grasshopper. Wow. <laughs> You've been paying attention. Hey. You have come long way, says Yoda. You have been <laughs> well, there are only four sports. If there's no, anything I've learned, there are only four sports. Can you hear Finney talk about lacrosse no. recently? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Yes. Same, same anyway, yeah. big, perfect. big changes right now. And, and literally, all of these deadlines are looming. All of, these, all of the deals are getting done. It's sort of, you know, courtship or chaos. <laughs> it's, all, it's all just part of the fun. It's all part of what's interesting. And can you believe a coach got traded last week? What, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know. think it's since John Gruden <laughs> left Oakland and went to um, the Bucks. Yeah, Herman Edwards did too a couple years ago when he was with the Jets. Kansas he went to the City, Chiefs. Yeah. Right? He went to Kansas yeah. City. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. It's, it's so incredibly um, odd. Uh, but, you know, it keeps people looking at the sports pages and uh, it, it certainly uh, stimulates a lot of discussion and, um, and a lot of fun. What you should know about sports, Ed. Well, uh, wow. Well, thanks, Kathleen. Uh... Uh, thank you. That was very, very interesting. Courtship and chaos. Is that what you said? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, the, the great first half. Great first half, by the way. Looking <laughs> for the fences, fellas. <laughs> and now, uh, and now, we, uh, now we turn. Now we turn in our desk over to Vinnie Conway. Uh, Vinnie. Yes. Make, but what can you tell me to make me care about sports this week? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this week. Well, actually, I just checked my phone because I'm looking up information, and uh, we got a no-hitter going on right now by Homer <laughs> Bailey of the Cincinnati Reds. Sixth inning, right? <laughs> no, seventh. Three seventh? nothing, Cincinnati. Okay. Cincinnati. There we go. No, no. Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati, sorry. But, no, um, I was thinking about this, and this is one thing. Uh, this is one sport I don't know a whole lot about, special, but – it's always been something very because sp- my mom always used to watch this and canasta. Well, You're going to talk about canasta? No, no. I'm talking about something that takes athleticism. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, no, but <laughs> one thing that's going on right now and is re- nearing the semifinals that I think is just really fun is, and the, the best part about it is it's on it early in the morning. So when you get up, you can flip on the TV and voila, there it is. Hello, it is love. Wimbledon. Oh, and I know it's tennis, and my mom used to watch Wimbledon every single because you know she was a teacher, so she always had the summers off. And every time in the morning, because I grew up in the mountain time zone, and every morning at like I don't know seven mm-hmm. six o'clock when it was on network television, now it's all on ESPN. Mm. What happened was is we would always sit down and watch. And they've always had live stuff on NBC, the Wimbledon, and just watching some of these amazing athletes like Chris Everett and Martina and Martina Navratilova, Steffi Graf, um, Boris Becker, Bjorn Borg, Johnny Mack, and uh, Yvonne Lendl, to name a few, and of course Pete Sampras in the later years, Lindsay Davenport, 
Um, right now, we have got a bunch of cool stuff going on in, uh, in uh, across the pond. For example, Serena Williams, if I'm not mistaken, she had a 34-match winning streak. 34-match winning streak just recently snapped. Let's see if mm. it is Tuesday. It was on Sunday. She had it snapped by this. They had it snapped by this young German, 23 years young, like uh, Lusecki, I think her name was, if I'm not mistaken. She hmm. thoroughly dominated. I mean, dominated Serena. She lost the first set in a tiebreaker, and then she hammered her. I think it was six one six two after that. Wow. Yeah, she just absolutely dominated. And I watched a little bit of her match today, and. I watched a little bit of her match today, and again, thorough domination. She ended up winning in straight sets, and she's going to be in the semifinals. What I think, think is a reason why we should, we, you should take a look at it is all the ladies' seeds right now, they're kind of in the top five, the top. They're both, they have a lot of late in the women's singles, they have a lot of these, a lot of the women that are playing right now are ranked pretty high in the world and have been there before. Um, Loseki, I think her name is the one that beats Serena. She's the one that, excuse me, she ended up, uh, this is her second semifinals at Wimbledon in the last three years. So she's no slouch in the men's. However, we've got Andy Murray and that's always an intriguing story because Andy Murray is from Great Britain. He's like the native son for Great Britain. And that has been something every time he's on the court, you know, he basically has a, not just Wimbledon behind him at London. He's got the entire nation backing him because, you know, that's the only thing going on right now, you know, pretty much in, uh, as uh, for you representing your country, I should say, mm. but you got him going up, uh, him going on right now. We also have the number one seeded player in the world, if I'm not mistaken yet, yeah, uh, Novak Djokovic. Top seeded Novak Djokovic in the in, in the entire world. He hammered uh, Tommy Haas today, six one six four seven six, and he not only advanced to his seventeenth straight Grand Slam quarterfinal, but he's also got a thirty. He's also got a win streak going on here. Let me check my stats here. Right here, yeah, his quarterfinal streak at Wimbledon, I might add, is the longest active streak and third longest in the Open era behind Roger Federer's thirty six. And Jimmy Connors, 27. And what I've always liked about watching tennis is the way they can hit the ball. I mean, the guys can propel that tennis ball, and it's been clocked at about 134 miles an hour. Mm. I mean, just now it's not like a baseball that's made of, that's, you know, solid, solid. But imagine trying to hit the tennis ball at 134 miles an hour. Yeah. I was watching the, the, the women today. They were hitting the ball around 101 miles an hour. And what makes, I think, Wimbledon so intriguing is, yes, I mean, I've played tennis before, but it's on concrete. I'm sure you played tennis before. Um, even if you hadn't, I'm sure you've had friends, but it's all played on concrete, so you know where the ball is going to bounce. The ball is not going to take any funky bounces or what have you. At Wimbledon, it's all played on grass. And mm -hmm. yes, the grass is finely cut. It's finely, finely cut. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure they have a certain way of mowing the grass at Wimbledon as they do for soccer, the pitch pitch in the soccer matches in, uh, in England or just all over. And of course, you know, the way they cut the grasses for football fields and baseball fields in America. But that ball 
still can travel real fast, but you don't know where it's going because of being on grass. Hmm. And just watching the raw motion of the one thing I like about Wimbledon is these people just watch the stands. They respect the game. It's not just, yeah, we know that English, the, the Great Britain culture, the European culture, it's very, it's not like loud and obnoxious like Americans are. We're not, they're not painting their faces and holding up signs and, you know, they're not doing the stuff like us <laughs> moron college. I, I did it too. I was a face painter in college. Come on. You don't see well, not that. Tennis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. The tennis center doesn't let you do that. Right. Yes. Exactly. The tennis center, they won't let you do that. And that's what makes it, I think, so fun to watch because they are very they, – they have good etiquette. They know when to shut up. And they know when to give credit where credit is due. And, um, for example, there's uh, – I remember when Andy Murray lost one year the because uh, it had been a long, long time since an Englishman had won Wimbledon. And if I'm not mistaken, Andy Murray won last year, I'll, uh, but don't quote me on that. But I remember one year when he did lose in the final, and it had been a long, long time, like 40 years, probably more than that, when an Englishman had won um, a title at Wimbledon. They gave him probably one of the longest ovations I've ever seen, and it brought him to tears. It brought him to tears. And, I mean, God bless him. He's, he's got the most ugly teeth in the world, but he's smiling, <laughs> you know. And, but the point is, is they really know, they really respect the game. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why I like watching it. And, and just watching the way these players move, the way they move, the way they, you know, the, and, the, and, the, and the technology that they've gotten that can tell you where the ball is going to be if, it, if the ball's in or if the ball's out. It might not right. look in from the, from the naked eye. But they got this new Cyclops that they used to call it, and that's and digital imaging where they could challenge the ball and you can right. see if the ball hit the line or not. And watching the rallies that come up, and then seeing the 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 women and the and the and the men slide, you know, diving for a ball, and it's just it really is a fascinating. I've always been, I've always liked it, and of course the stories behind it because some of these. Tennis players, they've been doing this stuff since they're, what, 16 years old? Some of these people, mm-hmm. these kids that are playing, are not even, they're not even 21 yet. Well, let me ask you some questions here. Okay, I might not be able to answer, but because I've, I've been kind of keeping up with it, but not as much as I would like to. Well, one nice thing about Wimbledon, this isn't a question, this is an observation. One of the great things about Wimbledon is that the stands are seemingly full of supermodels. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Seems like every male uh, tennis player is dating uh, a supermodel, so or yeah, married to one. And you can have ugly teeth and still. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. so uh, I've got a couple <laughs> questions, a couple things. So, um, wh- when does when are we into the fight? What are we? Uh, the quarterfinals are coming up. Is that what you said? Uh, no, the quarterfinals just passed. It's the semifinals now. So when do we? Uh, when is it over? We have another week it'll or over, a couple you know, days? It'll be over this weekend. Uh, the 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 final matches, the the championship matches, will be this weekend. They usually the championship matches are usually on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think the women's are usually the women's championship matches usually on a Saturday, and the men's championship matches usually on a Sunday. Um, now you mentioned uh, how they're playing on grass. Uh, and that you like and my local tennis court, uh, you know, is just regular. Well, you said concrete, right? Yeah. Um, now, now I've seen matches. Okay, this is on grass, and then I've seen some matches that are on clay. Oh yeah, French Open. Yeah. 
so what about the other what about the other matches in the grand what are they called the grand slam the grand slam mm-hmm. yes the grand what, slam. what do they play on for those oh they play in concrete the u.s okay. open which is usually around labor day weekend that's in flushing meadows new york um that's concrete okay. and a very beautiful stadium i might add and then of course the australian open that's played in february that's played on concrete too that, that clay that's just dirty it is. I mean, just seeing and, and the funny thing. But it's and, and so watching, cool. Yeah, and watching it get like slide to it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, so awesome. Now that's already like, happened, right? They've already had the French Open. Is that yeah, right? French Open is is usually uh, I don't I wouldn't say Memorial Day. It's it's in May, and of course the yeah. Australian Open is is in February because it's there. It's it's summer in Australia in February in Melbourne rather. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then of course the U.S. Open, Wimbledon's around the Fourth of July, end of June, mm-hmm. and then the uh, U.S. Open is around Labor Day, the end right. of August. And my final question, Vinny: uh, Men's, women's, uh, forget about doubles right now. Let's just talk about singles. Are there right. any? Are there any Americans left? No, as a matter of fact, nope. the last American lost today. Yeah. she lost to Bartoli. I think her name is. She right. lost three sets. So I have no, I don't need to watch. So that's another reason why we, you should you should take a you should you should watch because, yes, a lot of under there are underdogs. There are underdogs in this year's Wimbledon tournament, which can be pretty cool if they end up you know winning. Well, Serena Williams. I mean, that was I believe unexpected. But what about on the men's side? Are there American men who they thought would? Uh, no. No. Really? No. no. They all got ousted. So Joker really, once perfect. Jimmy Connors retired, that was the end of men's tennis. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, ever, it's not, not, not quite. Not, not, not quite. quite. I don't know. Pete Sampras was pretty name. good. Pete Sampras. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Sampras was pretty good, and uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy. Oh, it was Jim Courier wasn't that bad. Um, oh, Andy Roddick was was pretty good too. <laughs> All right, if you say so. All right. Well, thanks, Vinny. That was uh, thanks for bringing up Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon. Oh. Uh, and, and, well, let me check up on that no hitter. Hold on, before you, <laughs> let's see. If no yes, because that might sway my decision. <laughs> well, you know, how many no hitters are thrown? You know, not very many. So hold on, let me get, let me reset this baby. Well, while you're looking at that, you got a ninth inning. No, takes a no hitter into the ninth. All right. Really? What was his, What was his name again? Hookie Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey of the Reds. All right. All right. Good luck. We'll see what happens. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my decision this week. Uh, the, this week, the show goes to Vinny Conway. Hey! <laughs> Word. Did he have you at Wimbledon? I got to admit. I got to admit, I got a soft spot, soft spot for Wimbledon. <laughs> you just you like know. the strawberries and cream. Hey, That's I, right. All I got to say is, people are like, why would you want to watch that? It can get addicting, guys, especially watching these guys play. It's just, and these women play. They're very, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. It's, it's almost quite like, it's at this pace of golf, but it can get, but their golf can get exciting at, at certain times and tennis can get exciting. Like, you know, I would say, especially when those big rallies come up and there's a lot of emphasis on, um, like a match point or a set point. I think break. I think golf's uh, golf. I think uh, no. I was about to say I think wow. golf's exciting. Of course, that's not true. I think uh, I think tennis is exciting all the time. It's 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 yeah. hard for me to figure out the scoring a lot of time. Right. I still haven't gotten a hang of that. But 
And it's um, constant. It's a lot like, I mean, this might not be, this might be a bad analogy, but I mean, hockey, there's constant action, constant action. And of course, yeah, there's lots of stoppages of play. You can maybe, you can maybe compare that a little bit to tennis. The tennis, there's constant action until the ball goes out. Then there's that stoppage of play and then they pick up again. There's no timeouts and it just continues to, there's just constant, constant motion in mm-hmm. tennis, mm-hmm. almost kind of like hockey. And that's why I think I'm always so glued to it. I mean, and the aces are always cool to watch, especially like when they don't even move because it's traveling at them so darn fast. <laughs> well, there you I go. just want to ask one question. Please. Um, if I had decided to use my allotted time <laughs> to discuss the fact that Dennis Rodman thinks he should get the Nobel Peace Prize... <laughs> Would yeah. I have had a better shot? Well, uh, maybe you should hold that for next week. Oh. Well, it's going to be outdated, though. Well, <laughs> this is this show is evergreen. Maybe he will have won the Nobel uh, by next week. Changes. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Vinny, uh, and uh, thank you, and thank you, Kathleen. You're and, welcome. And also thanks to our listeners and uh, for, for continuing to listen or for, for being those first-time listeners that we were welcoming before. Yeah, um, they never know. That's right. Come and, back. Come on, come back. <laughs> please you never know. Not only please come, come back, back, but please feel free to uh, rate the show on iTunes. Uh, that, that, helps us, that helps us somehow. I'm not quite sure how. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can send us uh, an email at... Um, Two on one at epicdeer.com, where you can leave a comment on our website, which is epicdeer.com slash two on one, or on Facebook. Uh, you can tweet us. Anything else? I think I've hit all the major things. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if you actually know that information. <laughs> 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 all right, thanks, guys. This is a great talking to you. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye, Ed. Bye. Peace.